The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? The angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Mary pondered. Mary questioned. Mary responded. In our journey through Advent, we too have pondered, questioned, and responded. It's been a shorter journey this year, given the sudden arrival of December the 25th. I believe we have given our best inside this journey, walking with Joseph and Mary. I've noticed an increase in the number of people coming for adoration, people showing up for Saturday outreach or Sunday coffee runs, or people simply passing by and popping into the church for a prayer. Plus, I love watching our young ones showing up for faith formation classes through these months. Thanks to all of you for pondering, questioning, and responding. In just a few hours, we will ga- our gaze will fall upon Bethlehem and, and the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. A quiet place, humble surroundings, a safe refuge, at least for a short time. It was just the way the Father envisioned it. He entrusted Mary and Joseph the protection and safety of his only begotten Son. But before we get there, it's important for us to focus on Mary and her dialogue with the angel. What is there in this dialogue that I can take on as a New Year's resolution? Dear Father in heaven, in these final hours of preparation, may our hearts be open to receiving the consolation and strength we will need for the journey ahead. 
We need you, and you invited us to join you. May the words of the psalm today echo in our hearts. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. You shall say of me, you are my Father, my God, the Rock, my Savior. But she was greatly troubled and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Mary discerns. What we can see here inside Mary's heart is a person of greatest integrity. She is listening with her whole self, every fiber of her being. Mary was a person of intense prayer. She had come to know and love the Lord from a very young age, even, we can say, since her immaculate conception. I'd like to share with you something I read on that feast day, which was just a few weeks ago. Once upon a time, there lived a man who was deeply impressed by the world around him. Gifted with the power of song, he used to write rhymes about the beautiful things he had seen or upon which his mind had dwelt. He was not Catholic. But someone had told him about the exquisite beauty of the mother of Christ and her spotless soul, of the dignity of her divine maternity and of her exalted position in God's eternal home. He longed to give expression to what he knew was inexpressible. His heart had to have its way, so he let it overflow into a poem. These are the opening lines. Salve Regina, immaculate virgin, hear me implore of thy pity bestow. Wild waves of trouble around me are surging. Light with a smile the deep night of my woe. Queen of the saints, hear my earnest petition. Mother of Jesus, conceived without sin, turn me aside from the road of perdition. Let me, the fold of thy love, enter in. Mary was greatly troubled because she needed to grasp what was being asked of her and then she would be at peace, even if she didn't understand everything. Is there anything I can learn from Mary today? She didn't understand everything. But she heard enough to move forward. And she set out with no intention of looking back. She was all in. But how can this be since I have no relations with a man? Mary had already committed herself to the Lord in virginity. How would this news fit into that? Mary and God were close. They knew each other deeply. And it became very apparent to the angel that Mary knew more than he realized. He was in awe of Mary 
as he gazed upon her and listened to her responses. But clearly he had to wait. We can imagine at this stage, in fact, the whole of heaven was peering through the window of Mary's home. Would she say yes? They were thinking. And this should be our attitude as we journey inside Mary's heart. She is teaching us everything we need to know about the challenges that we face today. Can you create a place of such deep prayer? If there is one gift the Holy Spirit wants to give each one of us on this day and the days to come, is that we become people of deep prayer. No longer can I rely on other people to pray for me. And don't be afraid to ask God the tough questions. Why do I feel this, Lord? Why do I feel this? What fear is inside of me that I feel this? Why did this happen to me? What am I supposed to do now? All the apostles and the saints struggled with God in prayer. Mother Teresa of Calcutta vowed in her prayer always to smile so nobody would know how dark it was inside her soul. Yet outside of her shone a bright light that to this day around the globe you can see her sisters walking with the poorest of the poor. Mother Teresa learned the importance of prayer through her relationship with the Blessed Mother. Is there maybe a Mother Teresa amongst you? What do I need to say to God in prayer that I have been afraid to say up until now? That's the question. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done unto me according to your word. I am ready for the change of plans you are telling me about. It's Mary. In between the lines, this is not written. <laughs> I am ready for the change of plans you are telling me. That's Mary. Is that you? So we come to some of the most revered, sorry, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done unto me according to your word. Sorry, I got a little fuzzy there for a moment. So we come to some of the most revered words of the Bible, spoken by a 16-year-old girl in a backwater town 2,000 years ago. Chosen by God to be the one to hold in her womb the only begotten son of the father. She didn't flinch. She didn't crumble under the pressure. She shows us how it's done. Without fanfare, without applause from the onlookers, she simply did what had to be done.
she was chosen and she was ready. Through her, Jesus Christ was ushered into the world to open the gates of heaven. She never looked back. She never gave up. She sacrificed herself for the good of her son. Conclusion. I leave you with this prayer of St. Teresa of Avila. I think one day I want to, to get a statue of St. Teresa of Avila and St. John of the Cross. Help me with that. We'll find a spot. That, that this prayer captures the heart of Mary inside this pivotal encounter between her and the angel. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patience. 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 Obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall name him Emmanuel. With longing for the Lord and his coming at Christmas, we offer our prayers to the Eternal Father. For the church, that she might draw light and strength from the faith of Mary and Joseph, we pray to the Lord. For legislators and leaders of nations, that the Lord may guide their decisions in order to uphold the dignity of human life at every stage from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. For all Christian families, that they bear witness to the hope that is born from the fruit of love. We pray to the Lord. For an increase of vocations to the priesthood and to the consecrated life, that young men and women may generously respond to the imitation of Jesus. We pray to the Lord. That families and relatives and friends of our military members may be strengthened in this time of concern and anxiety, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered to repose of the soul of Edward Wernicke. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Eternal Father, you so loved the world that you sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer. 
Grant that united with him in charity we may love you with the love of the Holy Spirit. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.